Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with the steps you need to take to uplevel your mental health game because that's how we go from just surviving to full on thriving. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> in today's episode, I want to chat with you about the benefits of parenthood and mental illness. And you might be like, whoa, that's a loaded title. <laughs> and you know, I agree with you. It is. But we're going there today because honestly, I, I want to, I don't know, I want to shake up the way that maybe, maybe you see this personally. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But there are benefits to this. And that's what I want to talk about today. So before we get on any kind of judgy train, like, stay with me, stay with me, because I know this actually brings up a lot of heat in people. Um, and that's not the that's not the goal. The goal is to simmer it, okay? <laughs> so, so before we dive in, real quick reminder, if you haven't already left a review, if you have, by the way, psh, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, but if you haven't left a review on the podcast, please take a moment to do so. It means the absolute world to me and it really helps the show out. So be you'd be a big gratitude nugget for me uh, if you took the time to leave a review on the show. All right, so... I am going to be reading, um, I am going to be reading out of one of my books today because it's, it's become one of my favorite things to do. I really hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> nobody's, uh, nobody's yelled at me yet. So I, I love reading my books. Um, I'm on the show. It's just, it's a blast. Um, I'm not the best at it, but I enjoy it. So I am going to be reading from my book, Break the Chain, How to Face Your Fears with Confidence to Create a Life You Love. And I'm going to be reading um, from the chapter five, which is on parenting. And I mean, I, I dig this chapter because even if you're not a parent, I feel like it's it's a pretty valuable, um, a pretty, pretty great chapter to read. And I'm just going to read a couple of pages from it. Yeah, a couple pages, a few pages, whatever. I'll read it. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and then we'll talk about it a little bit afterwards. But I just, I feel like this is going to help kind of, I don't know, kind of give a give a little insight into this this whole topic of the benefits of, of parenthood and mental illness. Um, and if you dig what you hear, definitely go grab the book. Um, it is at, oh my gosh, my brain. It is at www.simplyolly.com slash books. And uh, and yeah, and also if you didn't hear on previous episodes, the books used to be $20. They are now $15 or you can get the um, digital copy for $12. Okay, I still haven't gotten my bell. So, <laughs> so I'm just going to awkwardly start reading this. You're welcome. Okay. The entire journey of becoming and being a parent can feel like one big ball of fear if you let it. You don't know what you're doing, you have no idea what can happen, and you may never feel 100% confident that you're doing things right. But it's okay. I always find it helpful to go in ready to roll with the punches and not sweat the small stuff. 
With our first kiddo, I tried to prepare myself to the best of my ability, but I knew I would never feel fully ready and accepted it. Oh my gosh, sorry about that. Um, Being adaptable, flexible, and ready to learn from any situation has kept me sane through the tough times. When we found out we were pregnant the first time, it was exciting and kind of mind-blowing. The moment I I tried to wrap my head around how much our lives would change, that's when I felt the fear creep in. I realized I knew nothing about babies or pregnancy. Truth be told, our first pregnancy wasn't planned, but we both knew that it was what we wanted. Finally, I moved through the shock of it all and felt more ready. We told some close friends and began to get really excited. That's when it happened. I won't take you through the details of it all, and I know this can be a sensitive topic for some, but we lost our baby. We miscarried, and it wouldn't be our last time having that kind of experience. I can't even begin to describe the emotional roller coaster that it was to go from considering being a mother for the first time in your life to being terrified and excited by becoming pregnant, then experiencing a loss like that. Shortly after, we found out we were pregnant again. I'm sharing this because it could have been something that could have wrecked me mentally. It was a lot to process for a while, and yeah, sometimes it's still sad to talk about. But it helped me develop resilience and to look for the light in the darkest of places. I choose, I chose to see that loss as something that paved the way to our daughter Piper. I also chose to see the loss we experienced again after her as something that paved the way to our daughter Paige. Without those losses, we wouldn't have them. I put so much value into my mindset because I truly see it as something that can make or break you. I've let it break me and I've let it make me. So I'll choose as often as I can to have it make me so that I can rise to any occasion. When Piper was born, she came into this world start to finish in six hours. Water breaking, contractions, driving 40 minutes to the hospital, pushing, the whole shebang. That's pretty darn quick when it comes to having babies. Everything went pretty smoothly. So when it came time to having our second daughter, I decided I'd like to do a home birth. I didn't use any pain medication at the hospital, so I didn't see any dire need to do it there over being at home. So we went for it. They informed me that because our first had come so quickly that we should expect our next to come even faster. So we were crazy prepared and had everything we needed at home ready for the second things kicked off. The day the contractions started, we didn't waste any time. Got home, got everything set up called the midwives and our photographer, and I started focusing on working through contractions. We even got the camera rolling so I could film the birth for my YouTube channel, Simply Ollie. We were off to the races. Or so we thought. By the next day, I was eight centimeters dilated, having intense contractions, and the midwives were warming baby blankets. But I still wasn't pushing out a baby. We were all a bit confused. Vitals were good, nothing was wrong, and I had been doing lunges for literally hours trying to help her come down. We even had a chiropractor come out to do some adjustments, which did help lower her. She was about an inch away from coming out. Little did I know that I would be spending 12 days in a birth limbo. Did you know there's something called prodromal labor? I certainly didn't until Googling what happened or what was happening around five days in. Basically, it's labor where you have real contractions, but they start and stop, and labor doesn't really progress. Funny thing is, as of the day I'm writing this, uh, in January 2019, if you Google prodromal labor and go to the videos tab, you'll find my 12 days of labor video on the first page. My friend who was studying to become a midwife also did some digging, 
and said I actually broke one of the cardinal rules of prodromal labor. I was 8 centimeters dilated, almost right out of the gate, and normally this doesn't cause much dilation, if any at all. I knew it all along. I'm part unicorn. Needless to say, it was a labor that changed me not only physically, but also mentally. You see, my contractions would only stop if I was laying down. Don't get me wrong, I'm grateful for that because it meant I could at least get sound sleep. But any time I laid down, I felt like I wasn't trying. That I wasn't doing my part to help my daughter. It felt like I was quitting. Of course, I was being encouraged to not only be up and moving to try to help, but I was also encouraged to rest. That just felt like the hardest part of it all. That's where the tears and frustration really came in. After waiting for nine months, I never realized how intense it would feel to wait 12 more days, especially when you know your body is gearing up and everything seems like it's in a green light go scenario. I want to open up and break down a bit how I got through that experience. I've had people ask me time and time again how I did it, and even had women say if they were in my shoes, they would have just gone to the hospital. Honestly, when I hear that, it breaks my heart a little. I want other people to know they are just as strong, just as capable of navigating tough situations like I have been. I didn't know how I was going to do it most of the time when I had the experience, but I still made it through. I hope you might be able to pull some helpful tips to help you face your own fears with more confidence, especially when it comes to the fear of the unknown. All right, I'm going to stop there. But um, that chapter basically continues on. Um, this book is this book is very much a combination of of story and guidance. So I walk um, I walk you through the growth process. Um, shortly after that, explaining how I got through it and um, all that good stuff. So again, if that's something you want to to read um, and check out, you know, go grab Break the Chain at www.simplyolly.com slash books. <laughs> I almost forgot that part. Um, but the reason you're probably like, Olivia, why are you reading me this weird birth story? Um, <laughs> the reason I wanted to read that, though, is is because um, when I was experiencing that, I had not yet beat bipolar anxiety and depression. Um, I was well on my way. I had a lot of, of tools and I had already done a lot of work, um, but it was still something um, I was identifying with and in a, in a sense struggling with, just not maybe in the same way um, that I was with like my first pregnancy um, and before that. So, you know, I I just... Here's the deal. I I have been shamed for and this may be like I don't know if this will be a shock to you guys because I have heard it as a as a shock from other people, but you know, I have been shamed for having children while being diagnosed with those things. I've seen people be shamed for even considering having children while having these diagnoses. Um I've heard stories from children that have had parents that struggled with with mental illness, and I have been a child that has also lived through that struggle, um, personally, but also on a parental level. So, oh, my goodness. So, the reason I'm I'm talking about this and I'm sharing this with you is because, while no, I I if you, mm, this is a fine line. I, you know, everyone has the right to, to want to have children. However, 
like this is the beauty and and you guys know I'm all for if you have these struggles taking this this self-empowered um, path to bettering yourself because it does provide you with so many incredible benefits when you do. Um, of course, it's going to be an entirely different different outcome and there may not be as many benefits, if you will, if the parent who's struggling um, with mental illness isn't trying to help themselves. I totally fully recognize that, um, uh, especially as somebody who has lived through that and, and heard stories of people who have lived through that and, and they can be very traumatic. Um, <sighs> however, the reason also I have been such an advocate of a self-empowered path and, and, and people knowing that medication isn't their only option. Um, I was actually talking about this on, on Josephine Atlery's podcast and, um, and it, it surprised her because a lot of people don't realize that when you, for women, especially right, when you get pregnant, you, you cannot be on medications. They, they have to take you off of these medications that people have been relying on to feel stable, to to feel safe in themselves. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, you're pregnant. Well, now we need to take that from you. And so, one, you're already hormonal. And two, now you're going to have to deal with these other things. So that's just kind of giving you some, some I don't know, some insight <laughs> to why this is so um, important to me. And I don't shame people who use medications, but I am such an advocate for not using them. Um, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a fine line, but here's the thing that, and these are the benefits I want to talk about because I do want to talk about the benefits as somebody who has been a mother through that, that experience of having mental illness and also not having it, um, which is kind of weird to seesaw. (laughs) But, you know, the benefits are, especially for um, those of you, and I feel like if you're here listening to this podcast, then like, you're already on it. You're already trying to learn, trying to shift your perspective, trying to exercise, self-love, self-control, self-ownership. Like, you're trying to help yourself. And I feel like that's phenomenal. And I've had people reach out to me scared about having children because they have these diagnoses. And, and, I'm just like, I, I try to give them hope because I'm like, I I had it when I had my kids and like, here here I am. So if that can be any kind of example, but, you know, the benefits are like you, you do gain these tools, right? You do gain these tools to teach yourself how to love yourself, how to appreciate life, right? How to have that that level of, of gratitude because you're trying to help yourself see from a more positive perspective, right? Trying to see the light in, in any situation, um, along with knowing how to move through your emotions, how to navigate that, how to overcome fear, like these very fundamental things, you know, you get a lot of practice with those things. And what's cool is as a parent, you get to be this living, breathing example of that. And even my students, I have some of my students come in to my program, Beat the Bad, who see their own, um, they see like 
anxiety, like they're dealing with anxiety or depression and they see that in their children. And it's just so cool because I've seen the ripple effect it can have on on kids and on spouses when when one person starts to work on themselves and doesn't force it on everybody else, but starts living by example. It's really cool that even if your kids are already a certain age, like it's never too late to to start to be that for them, to 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 live that and have that be passed on. And honestly, I mean, like, I mean, we're talking about parenthood, but it happens outside of that realm, too. It can happen with friends and with family and with with strangers. It's really cool. Anyway, you get these these really awesome tools that you get to pass on, um, you know, to to a younger generation, which is uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I wasn't taught breathing techniques like I've taught my kids, you know, like it's just one of those things that's really cool. Okay, two <laughs> more benefits. Here we go. Um, you gain this level of awareness around what these struggles can look like, what the signs of them are, how to be proactive with them, how to get support, how to get help. Like you have awareness around these things. Even when I was going through uh, my first pregnancy, I was really freaking scared of um, postpartum depression. And my husband was awesome and reassured me. And he was like, he goes, honestly, he goes, you kind of have the upper hand here because you already know what depression feels like. You know, you know what that's like firsthand. So you're going to know if you're experiencing and you have the ability, like you're going to speak up about that as to where people that don't know what that's like, maybe won't know what's going on. So it go- it gives us this level of awareness um, that other people might not, might not have. Um, and not to say we need to like go around like diagnosing our kids and people. <laughs> I'm like, we don't need to all become like psychiatrists but um but you get to see you get to see these kinds of things in the people around you and then you know be there to help support them um in a really wonderful even relatable way um another benefit too is is having compassion right you get to have compassion for when um your kids or again, anyone else, but we're talking about parenthood, when they express um, emotions or they have certain feelings, like you can relate to that. And there's a lot of compassion and empathy there. Um, Again, this is, of course, I'm talking about these benefits for people that are, you know, doing this work themselves. This is where it kind of, it just ripples out. Um, You know, that I will, I have to preface it with that because, of course, if you're not trying to help yourself and you're maybe trying to drink your problems away, you know, the benefits may be ugh, that your kids completely and totally avoid alcohol, but they may also completely and totally avoid you too. So, you know, we can we can flip it around in so many ways. I don't mean to make light of the situation because I know that's been a very real thing for people. Um, however, Again, if you're listening to this podcast, I feel like you're on that route to help yourself. So that's what I'm saying here. Um, Two more. Two more. Okay. Self-reflection. When you struggle with these kinds of things and you are trying to help yourself move through them, you do a lot of self-reflection and you ask yourself a lot of um, questions and 
try to, you know, find the best ways to help yourself um, and, and to communicate about those things too. Again, something that can be wildly passed on. Um, you know, children can then become self-inquisitive. You can also ask them questions that, you know, they may not even think to ask um, to help them self-reflect. So it's just another really amazing facet of, of having experienced this and also being a parent. And then I've said this one a bajillion times, actually, but you get to be this living example. Like you, you just do. I used to worry so deeply about what if my kids end up with these things? What if my kids have these diagnoses? What if I have to be the parent like my parents were to me that has to watch their child go through suicide attempts and self-harm and, you know, trying to drink themselves away and, 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 and look for happiness in all the wrong places, right? But I also know, like, I'm going to be able to be there for them in maybe a way that my parents weren't for me because of the way that I've helped myself. Because of being that living example, um, I can do my absolute best to try to to help them and, and again, have that empathy. So those just, those really are kind of the benefits. I, I don't like this being so, such a topic where it's like, you're irresponsible if you have struggles and you have children. Like, one, we all have some kind of struggle going on. Let's be honest. No one's perfect. <laughs> Two, I do feel like there is immense value with having this level of experience and being a parent. And honestly, as a as a parent myself, my kids are, are constantly this opportunity for me to reflect on myself and to better myself. You know, when my kids are like, freaking out and I can't handle it. I'm like, okay, whoa, like, let's chill. Like, again, let's like self-reflection. Like, why am I having a hard time handling this right now? How, how can I navigate this? How can I still treat them with respect and, and help them while helping myself? Like, it's, it's just, it's a, I just think it's the most amazing thing. Not that it's like superior in any freaking way, but I just think it's a really cool thing that we should, um, celebrate for those parents who are living these experiences with maybe bipolar anxiety and depression, but also raising children. And the cool thing is, like, nobody has to go through these struggles alone. Like, parents and kids can pair up together, especially if you have maybe older kids. It could be younger kids, but you guys can work together. Like, there are times in my, I sit, me, me and my kids, I'm like, let's all just breathe together. Let's, let's just sit together. Like, do this as a group. Um, we don't have to set this, like, perfect bar. Our kids are allowed to see realness, but at the same time see us helping ourselves um, and prioritizing our mental health and getting to learn from that example. So, we exist. <laughs> Parents that have are currently or have had mental illnesses, we exist. It's me. It's been guests that I've had on this show, students, some of you listening. Like, we exist. We're out there massively. And it's an, it does not have to be this bad thing. And if you've had an experience where it was unsavory, 
and 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 the and the parent was struggling maybe too you can you know of course that affected you and that shouldn't be written off but maybe you could take a moment to have empathy for them and see that they didn't know how to navigate their own struggles and it's wildly unfortunate but you know that doesn't have to be you as well. Like we don't, none of us, not even my kids have to be spitting images of what their parents were. We all get choices. Um, but as parents, I think, especially dealing with these things, we can set the best example that we could possibly set. And and it doesn't have to be the perfect example. It can be a very real, honest, empowering example. So <sighs> that's my rant. If you want to get the book, you can get the book. <laughs> Um, oh, but I really hope, I hope this helped you maybe see this topic in a different light. I, I hope you found it helpful. And, and I do hope that, uh, if there's somebody specific that maybe is experiencing this or, um, has this concern of, of parenthood and mental illness, you know, maybe you share this episode with them, but, um, but yeah, I'm going to wrap it up here. So if you like this episode, of course, you know, spread the support by sharing on social or telling a friend about it through your face, phone, snail mail, or carrier pigeon. Also, you can find my books and free tools at www.simplyolly.com. And you can stick around after the end of the show to learn more about my program, Beat the Bad. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep staying simply awesome. I'll keep staying simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye. Before we go, I want to check in with you, my friend. If you've been wanting to break free from struggling with bipolar, anxiety, and or depression, but the meds and therapy route just isn't feeling like your jam, you are not the only one. I felt the same way when I used to live with the bad. Meds made life foggy and therapy just felt like more of a guessing game about my past than trying to help me navigate the present. Through my 20 years of combined firsthand experience with the bad, overcoming the trifecta of mental illness myself and coaching others through how to do it, I've learned that we are more capable of helping ourselves than society gives us credit for. We can live life, make massive positive change and discover answers within ourselves that we didn't even know we had. I freed myself from the bad all while finishing college, becoming a wife and mother of two daughters, buying a home and starting a business. Nothing had to pause. I simply kept progressing with life while making progress with my mental health. If you're ready to do the work, my program Beat the Bad is here to help. I'll take you through the self-empowered path, focusing on self-love, self-control, and self-ownership so you can build up your mental BLT, that's belief, love, and trust in yourself. And we're all about three key things over here. One, no overwhelm. The modules unlock when you're ready to move forward. There's nine easy videos, basically like podcast episodes, along with frameworks and journal prompts to help you put what you learn into action. Two, making sure you have support. Through encouragement, connection, and advice from me and other students in our safe community, weekly motivational emails from me, along with optional one-on-one support if you need it. And most importantly, three, lifetime access. You'll always have Beat the Bad to rely on with the program materials, support tools, our private community, and any upgrades the program goes through in the future. I promise you can learn how to support yourself and have a community of people who support you simply because they care. This program prioritizes being inclusive, affordable, and always available to those who need it. Hope to have you as part of our Beat the Bad family soon. Go to www.simplyolly.com/btb to learn more. You can find that link in the show notes.